is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations. And you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. So we said this morning would be a little bit different, and we're going to come back to worship God together in a moment. But I just wanted to bring some things to help to, I trust, help us with that before we get to do that. Now, the danger with this sort of morning, and uh, I'm recognizing the danger and I'm sharing it with you, so I'm being vulnerable here. Well, the danger with giving me a microphone and some notes is that this could end up longer than I want it to be. So the two options are either we go longer and you get your roast chicken burnt, or... I try harder to talk less. Um, so I will, I will work hard about that. And we'll see how we get. Elliot's not looking convinced, is he? <laughs> He's like, you stand no chance. <laughs> so I will do my best, okay? So I want us to get back to worship. I want us to get back uh, into sharing communion together uh, and to see what God has got for us. But I, I realize that when we spoke recently about our value of loving God and worshiping him, what I didn't get time to dig into particularly was what our times of corporate worship should look like and what we want to be going for and what's important to us. Uh, and so I trust in, in a few moments that I might be able to share some of that with you and try hard to condense it into 10 minutes rather than 40 minutes in order that we can... <laughs> no, you don't believe me either. Now, now so we can get back into worship and, uh, and seeing what God has got for us. But I have to say, one of the things I love about Jubilee is our times of gathered worship together. Like right from the very earliest days, right from when it was uh, just a few of us in my front room and uh, just a guitar and a handful of us, worship was central to who we were. And it might not have been very polished. It might not have been well rehearsed. But we knew and we met together, we wanted to worship God together. We wanted to encounter him. We knew that worship was central to the building of this church, way back when it was a few of us, just in a front room. And that's been true right throughout our history. Worship is central to who we are as a people of God. And I want us to make sure that it, it, it stays central. And um, that's one of the reasons I'm talking about this this morning, because we could very, very easily fall into the trap, especially when we have a great band like we did this morning. I mean, we normally have a great band. But I mean, this morning it was fabulous, wasn't it? It sounded good. Great to have Dave, who's not in the room. Great to have Dave back on guitar as well. You know, all the guys doing a fabulous job just, you know, leading us in worship, leading us in praise. The danger with that, and it is a danger, is we can default into observing them rather than saying, how do I participate in this? And we can limit our participation to, oh, I'm just going to watch and maybe sing along a little bit. And I want us to go for great quality in our music and our worship, and we do, and that's wonderful. But let's not miss what the Bible has to say about what should happen when we come together. Because these guys are here to lead us and to help us, not it to be an end in itself of us watching them and going, well, they were good this morning, I enjoyed watching them. 
like you might do at a concert or a gig you might go to. So what does the Bible have to say about our sort of times together? Well, I've plumped, you could go for a number of verses, I've plumped for 1 Corinthians 14, it's a passage that may be familiar to many of you, it says this in verse 26, what then shall we say brothers and sisters, when you come together, so there's a whole preach there, when not if, but don't get me started on that, we haven't got time, when you come together, each of you has a hymn or word of instruction, a revelation, a, a tongue or an interpretation. Everything must be done so the church may be built up. If anyone speaks in a tongue, two or at the most three should speak one at a time. Someone must interpret. If there's no interpreter, the speaker should keep quiet in the church and speak to himself and God. Oh God. Two or three prophets should speak and the others should weigh carefully what is said. And if a revelation comes to someone who's sitting down, the first speaker should stop. And if you could all prophesy in turn, so that everyone may be instructed and encouraged. The spirits of prophets are subject to the control of prophets. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as in all the congregations of the Lord's people. So Paul is giving us a flavor here of what he's saying our times of corporate worship should look like, what it, what it should mean, what we should be going for. And it's really interesting, Paul is writing to a church that had, how do we put this kindly? They, they had lots of spiritual gifts and lots of prophetic words, lots of contributions, lots of activity of the Spirit. And what Paul says, he doesn't say stop. He says, hey, just, just do it in order. Just, just, make sure it, just make sure it's orderly. He could very easily have said, put a stop to that. But he doesn't at all. He encourages it. But he says, hey, do it in a way that is orderly and beneficial to the building up of the church. Now, I guess there's some things that uh, we take as presumed so firstly, we are gathering together. <laughs> we are coming to worship. Uh, are we coming ready to worship? Are we coming expectant that God is going to speak? I mean, that's the first stage, perhaps before you might share anything, is do you think maybe God might use you this morning? Because what does Paul say? He doesn't say, you know, when you come together, you know, the, when you come together, um, the band, one of them, will have a hymn or a word of instruction or revelation. He doesn't say, when you come together, one of the leaders will. No, no, he doesn't say, when you come together, brothers and sisters, each of you, this could be any of you. If you know and love Jesus, you are qualified. There's no special category of those that can share and those that can't. He's saying each of you. So actually, the encouragement is that we all come ready to bring something. Probably the only limiting factor is time. There isn't time for everybody to bring something in every meeting, but there is the potential for anybody to bring something in any meeting. So do you count yourself in or count yourself out? I want to encourage you to count yourself in and come expecting that maybe God might use you this morning. Come wanting to give. Come expecting to participate. Come expecting to bring something that will honour God 
and bless and encourage one another. And it was so good, wasn't it, to hear that testimony from Adam this morning about his friend that we've been praying for. Like, God has done something. How encouraging is that? The reason we have testimonies is you, is you go away thinking, oh, if God did it for them, maybe he could do it for me. And maybe it's the exact same situation for you, or maybe it's different for you, but if God did it for him, maybe he could do it for me. So that builds us up, it encourages us. So Paul lists some of the things here that might happen. I don't think it's a complete list. I, th- I think he's giving us some examples. He's saying when you come together, you know, there might be, um, you might have a hymn or song. So not just the band might start a song. Now I get into trouble sometimes because I like starting songs. I'm a bit predictable because I've got a short list. <laughs> and on a good day I get it in the right key. But that doesn't matter. Because actually, we're not here to watch them. They're here to help us. So actually, if we start a song and we go for it, great, let's do that. Hopefully one that helps us and leads us, not just something that's completely random. But if you think, oh, God's just putting it on your heart, then then why not? The challenge for bands and musicians is not to over-prepare, but expect God to break in. I'm sometimes, oh, rephrase that, I'm often teased for having song lists of 20 plus songs. Not because I think we'll get through them all, because I just think we'll pick some of those and see what God does. Or maybe God's putting some on your heart rather than just our heart. We've got a lesson or a word of instruction. We might say, well, that might be a testimony like we heard already. It might be just a, a snippet of scripture like, like, um, uh, timbrel in worship. And I'd love us to see more testimonies. I know God does stuff in us as a church. I don't think we always hear about it. Wouldn't it be great to hear more? Just like we did this morning. A revelation, that's a prophetic word about God's character, about who he is, about what that means to us. You know, God might put something on your heart and it might be something you sing out, it might be something you speak out. Just one thing on the prophetic, you don't have to use a prophetic voice. You don't have to go, I believe I must saith the Lord, and go into some weird thing. Just share it naturally. Top tip, maybe start by saying, I feel like God might want to say. And then bring what you feel God has put on your heart. And the reason if you share it like that, that gives some room for saying, hey, hey none of us here perfectly. None of us here completely. We see like like you know, we see a pic- we see part of the picture. So by saying, I feel God like might, might be saying this, it just gives us a way to receive that in a way that is helpful if it's right. And if we haven't quite got it right, that's okay. We can leave it at the side and, and, and not pick it up as it were. It's interesting that when there is a prophetic word, Paul says that the others should weigh carefully what is said. Who are the others? Well, he doesn't tell us exactly, but I think he means all of us. It's all of us. When someone brings something, we all wait. We go, was God in that? Do I feel the sense of God speaking? Sometimes you just know, don't you? For those of us that are leading meetings, we're, we're trying to help us with that. But I want to encourage us to, to, to be open to God speaking. 
And it might be that it's a general thing. It might be something for, that's more specific. And depending what it is, you might think that's better to bring privately. And certainly if it's directional like that, maybe you should bring it privately, bring it to a leader first to talk about. None of us see it, see the whole picture. All of us have the potential of not getting it right. And what often happens, I think, when I've noticed prophetic words go a bit wrong, it isn't normally that the person got it completely wrong. It's that they added to what God gave them. Like they didn't stop early enough. So if you just feel God's given you a little bit, just bring a little bit. Don't feel you've got to add anything on. Somebody else might be able to add something onto it, but don't feel that you have to keep going. Just bring what God has given you. We've got tongues and interpretations. And whilst I don't believe that you have to speak in tongues as a proof of being baptised in the Spirit, I think it's a common proof of being baptized in the spirit Paul seems to encourage it uh, and you might want to use that as a prayer language between you and God but if it's brought publicly from the front like through a microphone that sort of heavenly language it's again it's worship it's that way it's towards God somebody else should interpret it not translate but interpret sense of what God is, is stirring up in our hearts tongues often release other gifts so top tip Let's get tongues in early because they often release and stir up other gifts that, that God gives us. Sometimes you might all sing out in the spirit together and that's just wonderful, that sense of us all singing, all worshipping God. That doesn't need interpreting in the same way because we're all just singing out, maybe in tongues, maybe in English, maybe in another language that, uh, that you speak. But that's okay because again that stirs up, stirs up our heart and helps us worship God. Everything, Paul says, should be done in a fitting and orderly way. I, I, think we, I think we're good at fitting and orderly. I think we've got some room in the trajectory before we cross the line to be unfitting and unorderly. They're the right words. I think we're way back here somewhere. So I think we've got some space to grow in this before we get anywhere close to where the Corinthians were and what Paul wanted to say, bring some order, bring some um, structure to it. I think we're way back from that. So I think there's some room for us to go for it and to grow in this. Final thing as the band comes back up. People often say, Graham, but what about visitors? Won't it be a bit weird for them? Won't, they, won't, won't, they sort of, won't it freak them out a little bit? Listen, I, I found that actually providing we explain things well, visitors are not put off by seeing a supernatural God work in a supernatural way. I've had visitors here myself personally who are not uh, Christians yet. And I've talked to them afterwards about what happened during the meeting, and they're fascinated by it. They're not weirded out by it because we explained it. We explained what was going on. We explained this is what God, we felt God might be saying. This is why we prayed in that way. And this is what happened when someone brought a tongue. Oh, okay. It's like visitors more expect a supernatural God to work in supernatural ways than we do sometimes. So as we go back into worship, I want to encourage us, friends, not just this morning, not just now, but let's together be worshipping God. Let's together be going, I wonder if it's me that God might want to use this morning.
I want to encourage you to come asking the Lord, hey, what have you got that I could bring to encourage my brothers and sisters this morning? What, what are you putting on my heart? You see, our corporate worship actually flows out of our personal worship and our personal life with God. That's a whole other preach. But I'm out of time. So why don't we stand together? And Naomi's uh, going to lead us. We're going to head back into worship. And then we'll uh, share communion together in a little bit as well. Thanks for listening to this Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk and come along on any Sunday morning.